The Natural Hat Trick, hosted by Luke Lipinski and Craig Morgan. Welcome to episode 206 of the Natural Hat Trick podcast alongside Craig Morgan. Natty Hattie. Jamie Eisner. Sup. I'm Luke Lipinski. Gentlemen, how are we? It's early. It is early. That's my fault. I apologize, but the Coyotes have development camp today, and I need to get over there. Isn't it great to have hockey in the middle of June for just one week? One glorious week. It's not really hockey, though. Yeah, and ice great with sticks. All right, well, yeah. isn't it a thing? It is. A, of all the things in the world, it is it's one definitely of them. A you know what thing. a thing is? No. My favorite thing about development camp is all the people who will come away with hot takes from development camp like assessments of players hot takes are everywhere we are overflowing with hot takes in this country right now so mm. yes that's going to happen uh do you want to start with the draft let's grade each prospect uh one by very one extensively okay. we'll start in reverse order with okay. pick 200 and so who's mr irrelevant in this draft yeah, jeremy like michelle <laughs> what was that craig i said i don't like you guys <laughs> i don't like this plan um i'm not right. on board well, Craig's not on board, so I guess we're not going to do it. Would you? Uh, would you think of the the first round just in general? How about that? I know you like the Blackhawks pick. This is me setting you up to say something nice, even though you've got your See, cowbell. It's right true, there. actually. I do like the pick of Kirby Doc. I do big center. A lot, I know a lot of people, a lot of scouts, execs around the NHL were high on him. I think he was high on a lot of people's boards. I know this was a little bit of a surprise, but I'm okay with this pick. I really am. I know the Blackhawks need help on defense, but you know. Again, if you can't draft for need. If you're talking about a defenseman other than Bowen Byron, who they could have taken, sure, and he could have stepped into the lineup, but it's hard to predict what your needs are down the road. And, and is Bowen Byram going to be ready to step into the NHL? We'll, we'll have to wait and see. But I, I like having big centers. I mean, again, premium positions. There are a lot of people high on this guy. He wasn't the big surprise of the first round to me. No, but I, I did find it interesting that you sent Jamie and I that text declaring Stan Bowman to be a genius, and yeah, all, all else was forgiven. I never said that. Stan no. Bowman, who may be getting an extension? Uh, an extension? An extension for what? They almost made the playoffs a couple <laughs> years ago. When's the last time they won a playoff series? When they won the Cup in 2015. That's when. It's been a while. So it, we, in the same calendar year, we can get a, a Stan Bowman extension and Jim Rutherford in the Hall of Fame. Oh, and possibly Peter Chiarelli back in the NHL. That's, that'd be great. That's the natural hat trick right there, those three together. Uh, hey, I'm going to need, where's my duck? I need my duck. Yeah, where is your duck? Where's, yeah, where's your, your duck? duck? Kenan Thompson had your duck. <laughs> your duck. <laughs> I, I apologize. They, they actually did lose to St. Louis in the first round the following year. They, 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 they lost 4-3 the following year. Yeah. Yes, they did. And then they got swept by the Predators. And the last two years, they didn't make the playoffs. No. They haven't won a playoff series, though, since... They won the Cup. Yeah. <sighs> so give them an extension. Why not? Sure. Uh, look, I know that a lot of this is... Shoot, it's either subjective or objective. Subjective. I'm going to say subjective. That's what I was going to go with. It's too early in the morning. Yeah, the 50-50 shot at it, too. It's, it's way too early for this. Uh so without having seen all of these guys play, and certainly without having seen them play against NHL-caliber players, I kind of liked L.A.'s draft. 
just the fact that they got Turcotte at five and were able to get what uh, Kaliev all the way in the second round. Yeah, just I mean, in terms two, of upside, two first round picks doesn't hurt either. For That's them. sure. We'll yeah, see how Kaliev pans out. It's the, but such to get a, in the second round, such though. a lightning rod sure. of a, a draft pick. I mean, so so divisive in terms of opinions when you talk to people about him. Yeah. Although I, Luke, I need you to pronounce their second draft pick's name live on the air from the first round. Tobias Bjornfoot. I think. But it's yeah. like only but it's only one zero. Oh, so I thought I, I thought you were going to give me a much harder name. Okay, no, <laughs> this is fun though. Make Luke pronounce random hockey names at it's what is it like three thirty in the morning right now? Uh, the Coyotes pick at eleven, trading up to get Victor Soderstrom. I'm a fan. I know people are losing their minds that they didn't take. Why? Why were they losing their minds? Because yeah. the Coyotes need scoring, and they thought this guy could step in, apparently, and score right away in the NHL because it's such an easy transition to the NHL. This guy, at, by the way, his size and five seven you know, cold coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, I don't get that. We Premium talk- positions. Have you not learned the draft mentality of John Chica by now? He got a potentially elite right-handed defenseman. He got a unicorn. I don't mind this pick at all. It's about the future, as he said before the draft. The draft is not where we're looking to fill our needs. This is the chance we have to get a player that you can't trade for later. That's That was his point, and I agree with the philosophy. Yes, they still need scoring. No, I don't think Carl Soderberg is fully the answer this offseason. I still think they're trying to do something in free agency, but it's been really difficult, and you can tell that it's been difficult. He's he's frustrated. He was frustrated after the first day of the draft that they couldn't get anything done because I think that number 14 pick was in play for a score. But short of that, they went and got a guy who could be a, a fixture on their blue line for a very long time. Yeah, and part of that, we discussed this a little bit before the show, but part of the issue that I believe John Chayka is having by making these trades is that there aren't a lot of assets mm-hmm. that are not premium assets. Like, you're not trading Barrett Hayton. You know, you're not trading Jacob Chikrin. You're not trading your top stars, so there are not a lot of these mid-level assets that are typically moved in these deals. You look at the Eric Holla deal. Look at the type of prospect and the pick attached to it. The Coyotes don't have that type of prospect, so either they're having to over... Well, why not? Years of poor drafting. Yes, and they took a lot of flack around the in NHL circles for shaking up their scouting department. Well, where are the assets? Where are the players in their system? So the problem is either the Coyotes have to massively overpay, which is not smart to massively overpay with your young prospects, or they kind of get left out in the cold on some of these mid-level deals. Yep. I just, going back to Caulfield, and I made this point on the draft show that night, we've seen in the NHL now, in 2019, that you can be a smaller, faster, more skilled player, and that works. Like I think the days of everybody has to build like the LA Kings did in 2012, I think that's over, and I think that's progressive thinking, and I, I, I'm glad the league is in that spot. Yes. But the Coyotes have a lot of smaller players. There's a certain point where when you watch the playoffs, there's different ways to win the Stanley Cup. St. Louis and Boston had some physicality to them. I don't think you can have your entire roster being 5-7. That, no, that, that's not going to work. No, but there's also, there needs to be, can somebody that size have success at the NHL level nowadays? Yes. That, but yeah, but it is rare. It is a lot yeah, more it's not rare like a for given. a given. Like, we understand what a typical prototype for an NHL player, an NHL scorer is. That doesn't mean that every single player has to fall on that, but you're taking extra risk which is why, again, he ended up going 15th overall. and not If he was 6'2 and did what he did, he goes in the top five. Yeah. We, we know that. But there's inherent risk here, which is why this happens. Yes, there, could, there are always the Johnny Gaudreau's of the world that are out there that can, that can do that. But those are rare. They're few and far between. We know what model works. So 
is it worth taking that big of a risk with your first round pick in the top half of the draft? The other thing too, to Craig's point, is you're not you're not drafting this guy to come in and score goals next year. So if you're sitting mm-hmm. here you're saying it, it's very clear what the Coyotes need in 2019-20, they need a scoring winger. They yes. probably need two. It's that, that's. Cole Caulfield's not that guy in 2019-20. No, he's not going to do that for them next season. He's not going to do that for anyone next season. And I don't understand why people don't get that. You don't just step into the NHL and score 25, 30 goals. How many of these guys? A handful taken? of guys might. But maybe he's Capo not Capo. going to. Maybe yeah. Capo Capo. Maybe Capo. But you know what? You didn't have the second pick. No, <laughs> that's the thing. I'm, I'm, I mean, just looking at this, and I wish I had the numbers that we had a couple years ago, where it was like players that had stepped right in over that two year span, where McDavid was the first pick and Matthews was the first pick. Mm-hmm. It was like McDavid, Matthews, Eichel, Chikrin, which was extremely rare now yeah. looking back for a defenseman that's not number one pick to do it. And there was like one other guy over those two years, which were supposed to be two of the best drafts in recent memory. One of them is the best draft in recent memory. If you're looking at this year's draft, who's going to step in and, and potentially be a 20-goal scorer even next year? It's Kako and Hughes. And if you're going to say who's, who in, from this draft is even going to step in and play next year, it's Kako and Hughes and probably one or two other guys we're not expecting. Yeah. I can do this for you really quickly. From the 2018 draft, how many players do you think stepped in last season and reached 20 goals? Let, nobody reached 30. Nobody reached 25. How many do you think reach 20? So from just last just season's from last draft. Season. I'll, I'll do this for a couple seasons. Uh, I would say one. Two. Brady Kachuk had 22 and yeah. Andrei Svechnikov reached Svechnikov. 20. I forgot okay. Svechnikov got right there. Right at the end. Yeah. 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 Okay, 2017. How many guys stepped in and even reached 20 goals? Three guys. Yeah. Elias Pettersson, Nolan Patrick. Hischer? And Nico Hischer. So the top two picks... And Elias Pettersson. So uh, all top five picks. Nobody else, okay? They stepped in their first year and did it? Yeah. Okay. Well, well actually, no, no, no. No, they Pettersson didn't, actually. Didn't. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, no, my yeah, the, bad. The, the, yeah. No, so I think it's only he's here. I'm sorry. I'm looking at totals here. So that's that's their totals after two yeah. seasons. Yeah. So th- 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 it underscores the point. It's not going to happen for no. Cole Caulfield immediately. So if you're thinking the Coyotes need scoring, so they need to draft him, you can't tie A to B. It doesn't go that quickly. You're drafting. It doesn't happen. You're not drafting for need, again, unless you have one of the top couple picks. Yeah. So even You're drafting three years down the line. Even though they're completely different players, let's just pretend, because it's, it was about two picks away from where it was before, let's pretend Cole Caulfield is Max Domi in terms of how long it takes for development. Okay. That means he's not playing the next two seasons. Don't we went That's back to juniors twice. That's typically what happens. So you're looking at three years down the road. At that point, that might not be a need for you three years down the road. Even what Craig just said, well, it feels like it's always a need, but but still. Like, Elias Pettersson comes in last year, wins rookie of the, of the year going away. That wasn't even his first year. He no, was yeah. a top 10 pick the year before. These guys don't I'm play fine. right away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Barzal won rookie of the year last year, and it took him two years even to get into the league, didn't it? Yeah. Because he was from the McDavid he, draft, He was a 2015 too. draft. Yeah. I mean, he, he was on the same timeline as Dylan Strome in terms of actually just getting into the mm. league. He just took off. I don't yeah. know. You shouldn't. Again, don't say those two names. Past the top <laughs> two picks, you're just not going to get those guys. Yeah. So, uh, as far as Soderstrom, I, I like the fact that he's right-handed. Me I, too. I know that they... I know every team says, oh, that guy was the top guy on our board. I've heard that the Coyotes had him third on their board. That's yeah. what Tyker said, right? Yeah. I think it, people but. have a misunderstanding about how boards are constructed. Yeah. Now, everybody's board isn't going to have the same players on them because they understand they're people that aren't going to be there when they draft. So yeah. don't don't think that, oh, he's the third best player in the draft. 
Uh, yeah, I imagine Jack Hughes but, was pretty high on their board, but he was never getting there. Yeah, <laughs> so they don't, they don't spend really much time at that point. But still, they they had him rated very highly, and a lot of people other a lot of other people, as I noted, there there were a ton of people in the Vancouver airport that liked that pick. Scouts, executives, talk to Mike Mike Barnett, believe it or not, former Coyotes GM, yeah. who loved the pick. He absolutely loved him. There's a dearth of right-handed defensemen in the NHL. Right now. We have talked we have talked about this ad nauseum. We really have. That is a position that you just can't find. And even if he never plays for the Coyotes, that position is coveted. Yeah, exactly. It could be an asset, too. And that's the other thing that people have to think about when you're drafting these players. Not all of them. Look, look, they have a ton of defensemen in their system now. Yeah. And and some of them are just starting to crack, I think, consciousness of the fan base, right? Because some of them are in college, like Cameron Crotty. Those are those are the players to watch. But they could become assets if they start playing really well at the NCAA level. That could be an asset that you use in a trade. But that's what Jamie was talking about earlier. They need to start stockpiling some of that in their system. They just don't have the assets to even trade they right don't. now. Like, and, and I know we'll talk about it more later in the show because I already brought up the Arcala stuff. But if you're sitting back frustrated that why aren't the Coyotes in on deals like that, it's because they don't have the level of prospect that you would trade in that scenario. It's Yes, it's it's nice to have you know the, the Haytons of the world, and that's somebody that could make the roster this year and have a – five, ten-year impact on your team if all goes well. But you need those pieces in the middle to move. So you can make these deals. You can't just... It's, this is not like a video game where you can just package three or four blah assets you and get something. You can't give away your, a lot of your trash to no, get something good back? No, this is not back. NHL 19 where you just add four seventh-round picks and you can make the trade in the game like, like it lets right, you right, do. Right. You have to Why have Why is he these, doing something? Why is he doing something? You have something? to have these mid-level assets that are movable. <laughs> even if they're never going to play for your team, even if they're not good enough. Like, if you have two or three more defensive prospects, you know, they're not going to crack our top ten. But they're movable, and that's what the Coyotes don't have, which is why they can't make these kind of mid-level deals. I want Cameron Crotty's nickname to be Crotty by nature. Can we at least get that to happen? <laughs> you can make that happen All right, right now. Yeah. One more point on Soderstrom before we move on. The thing that I lo- love hearing about his game is how mature it is defensively. So many people brought that up unsolicited, how good he is positionally, how fluid he is. One, one of the things that uh, Lindsey Hoffert talked about that I thought was really good analysis, when he's in defensive position— in the defensive zone, there's never a reach. He's always compact. He's always balanced. So he's always able to get in position to make plays defensively. To hear that a guy at his age is that mature defensively, that's a really good sign. They believe he has more in his, in, in his offensive game, and he, he clearly can handle the puck. He can move the puck, and he can skate. It's just his situation moving up from juniors last year. They didn't put him in those situations, and he was on a a bad team, too, that didn't score a lot of goals. But they see that there, and a lot of people see it there. This guy has a complete game already at his age. That's amazing to hear. The thing I like is I, I like when players in their draft year like this are playing with men in like the Swedish Elite League, yeah. or whatever it's called. I guess it's the mm-hmm. SHL. It's not the Elite League anymore. But it just it, it's a different level. They can get a taste of what it's like to play against bigger players, players with more experience. No, it's not the NHL, but those are pretty high-skilled players in the Swedish in the Swedish Hockey League. He's someone that, again, within a year or two, depending on his development, can start playing in, in Tucson in the American Hockey League. Again, against professionals, against full-grown men that are you know, that just harder to skate around. I like that ability. Yeah, I'm to really me, curious I, I, what they're going to do with him next season because they don't think he's that far away. Now, playing against men in the Swedish League is great. I think the AHL is a more physical game. Yeah. Yes. So and the ice you is might different. want him to get it. Yeah, it might want to get him a taste of North American hockey. So... I wouldn't be surprised if he were in the AHL next season, but 
that'll all sort itself out at camp. I think that's lost on a lot of people, and I think it's maybe the best point, is the fact that you now have a guy in your system that is immediately... What, on the same level with Pierre-Olivier Joseph at, he's at that above position? Him, I think. I, I mean, from a from a potential standpoint, I think he's above Potential, him. yes. Yeah. But even in, just in terms of your de- developmental arc, like yeah. he he's not going to play this year in the NHL. But if he's playing in the AHL right now because of what you guys just said, because of him already playing. beholden to the CHL-NHL yeah. agreement, too. Yes. So he could feasibly be in the NHL a year from now. Feasibly. I mean, I want to put that pressure on him, but if you look right. at the Coyotes, the way their defense is set up, and we, we know that they've got, now after trading Connaughton, they've got their seven defensemen back from last year. Next year, they're all back except uh, Labushkin's and RFA. I mean, we'll see what happens there. The following year, though, Goligoski, Jalmerson, Demers, and Osterley are all UFAs. Yeah. So past 2020, 2021, you only have OEL and Chikrin signed. No. and. And I would be shocked if Soderstrom hasn't stepped in by then. Right, and that's okay, right? If you have OEL and Chikrin as your top two on the left side, this guy steps in on the right side, you're in pretty good shape. Yeah, yeah. You're in pretty good shape. And again, I think P.O. Joseph's more of a third pair, but he, he can may be a dynamic be. third pair that can play significant power play minutes. Again, I, that's fine. You can have a player like that on your team when you have Chikrin and Oliver ekman Larson, and maybe, you know, maybe who knows, maybe you resign one of those guys. They just, I still they, want they to see what happens to P.O. Joseph's game when he... Just fills out a little bit. Yeah, I don't. I don't really think they have a feel for it yet because he's still so skinny. But the same thing happened with his brother, and then he just took off. Yeah, took off. Anything else in the draft before we move on? Detroit sort of shocking people. Well, with yeah, the that cider was, pick. That was the surprising pick, right? But Eiserman's built up enough equity with me that it, I actually do believe he knows something everybody else didn't know. So I'm having this conversation with Joe Smith from the Athletic Tampa. Eiserman had all that time to get out and scout. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and and you wonder on whose dime that scouting was done, <laughs> done by the way. But he's he's gotten a lot of looks in on this kid, so it, it, it's interesting to think about it from that angle. It's going to be this quiet rivalry that could develop if, if Detroit and Tampa start going head-to-head here in a couple years. Or like if Detroit had gone after an offer sheet of Braden Point, I know that's not really allowed in the NHL to actually offer sheet a player, but we it's can talk about it. now, but we'll talk. I don't we'll, think it is either. It's no. not going to happen. Well, because Carolina bailed Toronto out, and that was cute. Not like they're in your conference or anything, um, but yeah, Eiserman. That's just it's it's an interesting dynamic that he built Tampa up and now is going to go and potentially tear them down from Detroit. PK Subban getting traded to New Jersey. This for nothing. Can I just reiterate that Ray Shero and, and Jamie already brought up Jim Rutherford that Ray Shero is one of the top. If you had to start it, if you were starting an NHL team right now, who would be your top choices to be your GM? I honestly would be one for me. Shiro would probably be number two. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't have an order after Eiserman, but Shiro and actually Chaika are, Shiro, are, Chaika, are three of my Gordon. five. I think Gordon has done a really, really strong job there. He really has with New York. He's turned uh, them around instantly. Yeah. I mean, he didn't have much to work with when he got there. No. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Ray Shiro has been... He's always been this good. I like... And, and this goes back to what I said about Eiserman a few years ago. I like GMs that try... I know that's a weird thing to say, Poil but there are teams that are near the bottom of the standings that their teams just don't feel like they're like, eh, we'll let let's build for three, four, five, six years down the road. Yeah. I like teams that say, you know what, we have a shot to maybe do something, or we have a star player that's about to have an expiring contract. We need to make a move now because if we don't, we're gonna be rebuilding mm-hmm. very quickly. And and I I really like this deal. The Metro gets really interesting next year, doesn't it? I don't think Pittsburgh's making the playoffs. We haven't seen free agency yet. 
but Florida is definitely a playoff team. I'll tell you what, the Pittsburgh team that I saw in the playoffs, I would not be surprised at no. all if they did not make yeah. the playoffs. They, I still think they, they were the worst team in the postseason. Yeah, well, they were. But, I mean, they had a good Where's regular season. Yeah. Where's my duck? Where's your duck? Uh, they were, they had, they had a decent, they had a very good, I mean, they were over 100 points in the regular season. But the thing is, Florida from the uh, the Atlantic is probably a playoff team. Toronto, Boston, Tampa aren't dropping out of the playoffs. No. I mean, Tampa in the regular season, is, that's where they shine. Yeah, there's no pressure. They're great. Yeah. New Jersey, I don't know if they're a playoff team or not, but they just added Jack Hughes and P.K. Subban in five days, or two days. And yes. Toronto or uh, New York just added Truba and Kako in five days. Yeah. yeah. Those teams are a lot better. And yep. uh, yeah, Philadelphia's got the whole year of Carter Hart. Like, it just... But they're emptying their bank account and, and, into Kevin Hayes' exactly. bank account. So. Oh, yeah, they overpaid oh, yeah. for the way, second straight year. They overpaid for it's a free It's stupid, agent. but they're still going to be a tough team. They like are. It's dumb, and it's not good long term. Uh, I, I just don't know who's bad in the East anymore other than Buffalo Ottawa. and Ottawa. Right? <laughs> Ottawa and, and Detroit. Buffalo. Or Buffalo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a tougher path for, for all the teams. But at least you have uh, two Matt Murrays now in Pittsburgh. That's all that really matters. Yeah. Just clone them as best we can. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we assume that Nashville's plan here is to get Matthew Shane. I, I would assume Trying. so. I, I would assume it is. Patrick Marlowe gets... <sighs> so Patrick Marlowe to the Sharks, kind of. Yeah, kind like, of. Like, we all kind of expect. It's so, it's so frustrating, because for three weeks, I'm, I'm listening to, to media in Toronto that are just like, I don't understand why San Jose won't just trade for Marlowe. Which is basically, I don't understand why San Jose won't just bail us out. Even though San Jose can't. If San Jose was so inclined to be like, you know what we really should do instead of worrying about our own team? Since the, the hockey universe revolves around Toronto, let's just try and bail Toronto out. So San Jose didn't have the cap room. But Carolina comes along and they're like, yeah, give us your first round pick and we will basically make you the best right. team in and hockey for the next It won't be a top 10 pick in 2020, but you know they get 2021. It's going to be a low first round yeah. pick. So that's... Just remember this moment, and we can all point to Carolina, although it's not 100% their fault, when Toronto is winning multiple cups in the next five years. Well, Just remember well, uh, this. We'll see. That, that blue line ain't going to win any cups the way it's currently constructed. So we'll, we'll see what they do with some of that They spot. have gotten completely bailed out and are going to get to keep everybody despite they do, mismanaging they, it. They do get to keep everybody. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which we kind of expected all along, but, but honestly. We expected it, the but that Carolina not took the whole why. salary on. They yeah. took the whole cap hit on. We expected that surprised it. surprised me. Not, when we were expecting it, to be fair, at least from my perspective, it wasn't, this is what's going to happen and they're going to be able to do it. It was just, things will work out for them because they're Toronto and nobody offers sheets anybody. And yeah, sure enough. It, uh, for a late first-round pick, you're going to do that? You're going to take on that much? Oh, and they're in your conference, too, by Carolina the way. I'm surprised Carolina did it, but I, I, I get it. I get getting the asset there, and they're going to buy him out. So the late first round pick is that that was enough for you to take on that cap hit? Yeah, I I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't either. I don't think it's enough. How, what, yeah. what are the chances that that late first round pick is going to pan out? I don't know. That could be the thirtieth pick. Yeah. I mean, Toronto had no power, and they basically got to yeah. dictate the terms of this deal. Kapanen comes back. Janssen comes back. They get Marner, even though they've horribly mismanaged that. I mean, it's not like they were supposed to lose Matthews. But remember, they just added John Tavares. They have yeah, these picks. I, I, they get to keep everybody. I know everybody's mad, but the reality was is we expect them to lose maybe Kapanen. Yeah, like, I expect them to so, lose Kapanen. Well, that's whatever. a big deal. I it know. It is a big deal. I know. They're going to sign him. Of course, Mitch Marner wants like $13 million. That's still going to be the funny so. part of, yeah. of, of seeing what Mitch Marner signs for. Ugh. Well, now they have the money to pay him, which is remarkable. But by the way, again, this is the deal like... If they weren't going to trade Marlowe with a prospect, this is the all I was kind of expecting. Oh. Attach your first-round picks to things. Yeah. Who cares? Because you're, you're they're, in your cup they're window. worthless. Right, exactly. Attach your first-round picks to things and see if somebody will bite and somebody bit. Let me see. 
I, I Although it, it is a real brave new world where Carolina is taking on cap hits to then buy out with money, which is very strange. Yeah, that's because you would not expect that franchise to be like, yeah, we'll just we'll just we'll just buy a basically a buy a first round pick. Uh, where do we think that pick's going to be? Just give me like a number next year, or was it two years from now? Yeah, I, I don't. Know. I'm going to say like the 28th pick in the draft. Yeah. I think they'll be in the at least in the. So I'm just going to go back to 20. I'll go back to 2015, which is the best draft in recent memory, right? Yeah, I'll go the 27th pick. That's Jacob Larson for Anaheim. Okay. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. What did Carolina do here? You just made Toronto unstoppable for, yeah, or Gabriel what? Carlson, Why? the 29th How did you pick. you get talked into this? I don't, I don't like this one at all. So, anyway. Uh, do you, Ooh, Carolina. I don't remember if we talked about this on the air or off the air. Did you like the Calvin DeHaan? That's off fine. Air. I mean, okay. they they needed help on their blue line. It's fine. It's, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Not worthy of a cowbell just yet. No, it's not a cowbell. Um, Carl Soderberg <clears throat> to the Coyotes. You don't want to talk about Kevin Gary Bettman getting booed? Oh, that's just a regular occurrence. But he did bring the Sedins. He was flanked by the Sedins. That's a Roger Goodell move. He was yeah. pandering. Yeah. yeah. They couldn't boo him right then and there, but as soon as the Sedins left, they booed him again. He should just take the Sedins. By the way, the, the crowd in Vancouver, I am trying to figure out why people in Vancouver are so angry <laughs> and unpleasant. Tukarask. It is an amazing city. Greg Marchand? It, it, now, mind you, it's incredibly expensive. It's ridiculously expensive. But it is a beautiful city. It's like one of my favorite places on earth that I have seen. And they're just so unhappy there all the time. Yes, they really are. <laughs> Every time are. I, I went there a lot, or a decent amount, for Penguins Canucks games when I was growing up in Seattle. And so I remember being there at age seven, eight, nine, ten. And they are just irate in that city when it comes to hockey. Yeah, just I, the- I don't get it. Yeah, it's an unpleasant place. Just like, don't get it. What, what do you have to be unhappy about? In retrospect, we Jim shouldn't Benny. find you have to live out in Burnaby <laughs> or somewhere farther because it costs a, a $1.2 million to buy a you know an 800-square-foot house yes. in Vancouver. But well, That's because you lit them all on fire when you lost to Boston in 2011. That could be part yeah. of it, yeah. yeah. Less less available. Less, less available real estate. Was had nothing solution. to do with the Chinese investors. But at any rate... <laughs> They're booing everything. I mean, they were just booing everything, and they were they're booing Boston when they came. I actually, as I tweeted, I, I get that because yeah. that's the only team that Boston's been able to beat in its past eight Cup final appearances. Yeah, that's Sorry. remarkable. I get the ding. That's not even the cowbell. That's that's the, that's the Canuck slander. Uh, <laughs> the audio cue, <laughs> the alarm that goes off on Craig's laptop. By the way, while I'm doing this, I'm getting killed by Greg Dillard, the Coyotes media relations guy, for my takes in my mailbag today. That sounds about How right. Dark questions? chocolate over milk chocolate, brutal. He's just killing me right now. Yeah, dark chocolate over milk chocolate. That's wrong. Shout out to Greg Dillard. He's finally made it being on yeah. this podcast. <laughs> how, how many questions did you field on, on that uh, that moment? I think it was seventy five. We got we're quite we're a few there. here. Yeah, um, that we're going to have to get to. Are we getting into Soderbergh stuff now? Yeah, let's do that. So I have I have mixed feelings about this. Okay, One, before you give your thoughts, then let me just throw this out there. I got a decent. <laughs> Jamie physically <laughs> closed his mouth with his hand. <laughs> I, I got a decent amount of people on Twitter that are Coyotes fans that hate this trade for the Coyotes. Okay, so I don't hate the trade. The tra- you gave so up I, a guy that wasn't going to play. So I, and, and, and there are two independent thoughts I'm okay. having here. So it's right. tough for me to put two thoughts in a row and put them together. Oh, I know. Okay, But my thought one, it's a really strong trade. Kevin McNaughton wasn't going to play a significant role for you this season. You have a 30% chance of your third-round pick ever even getting to 50 games in the NHL. We brought that up on the show a while back. So you're getting a legitimate player that can help you this year for basically nothing. Exactly. You gave up nothing. So that's an excellent deal. 
That is that is this corner. That right. part is indisputable. You gave up a player that wasn't going to play. Correct. So no, no, literally not not just a player that was going to play, a player that was definitely going to be moved anyway. Yeah, or on waivers. <laughs> bingo. If they couldn't trade him in a package, yes. they were going to put him on waivers or maybe even buy him out. He was not going so to be on the roster. Nothing. You made this point online real quick, Craig. Kevin Connaughton's a very likable guy. Oh, very likable guy. I love oh, yeah. talking to the guy. I'm, I'm miss sh- talking to him. Shocked they got anything for him though. As am I. Yes! I'm blown that's, away. That's not even a knock on him. It's just the fact that teams can look and say, you have eight defensemen, and now two in your system are probably a year away. Yeah. Yeah. We're not going to give you anything for your eighth defenseman. And they got a player that had 23 goals last year. Yes. So that's, that's, that's box good. one. So that's excellent. There's no disputing that. Plus, they got another player's last name starts with Soder. They've done that a lot in the last week. <laughs> box two also is... Also discussed in the mailbag. Oh. Box two is, I don't like Carl Soderberg's game. Okay. I, I, I think that he will have an incredibly difficult time replicating last year's stats. I think he's closer to a 18 to 20 goal score, 40 ish point guy, which is fine. That helps you. Doesn't make that deal any less awesome, but I don't think he's this 25 goal, 50 point solution. I don't think he's way. the answer. I think he's Bingo. part one. And he I, helps. I'm, I'm with you on that too. Yeah, yeah he helps. It, it, to give up nothing to add this to your roster, yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. But. I agree that they can't stop there. Yeah, the problem is they've got one more move they have. To and, make. Well, someone asked if they would move Dvorak to the wing for Soderberg, or something, and that's one of our questions. Like, I don't think you're changing any plans well, for Carl Soderberg. I, well, look, we'll see how that pans yeah. out. I mean, it, the, again, Rick Tockett loves the idea of these hybrid players. He likes having a couple of these guys on each line. It depends on situations, yeah. right side, left side, faceoffs. Whoever, you know, in their system, the first guy back is F1, right? That becomes the center in their defensive zone coverage. It's yeah. the way it works. So you have that versatility. So I, I think. I think maybe people are a little too hung up on strict definition of center and wing, the way he views it. There will be some interchangeability there. But I agree that this isn't enough. The problem is, what's out there? Again, he tried to make other trades. We don't have the, you know, as as Jamie, he's thinking, we don't have the assets to trade. We had the 14th pick, but weren't able to swing a trade for that. What's in the system to deal what is the cost? What is the acquisition cost? And then when you look at free agency, look at the stupid prices that are being paid. You They're really want absurd. them to go out and do a Kevin Hayes deal? <sighs> he no, is overpaid. Yeah. He is overpaid. Yeah. And I know the market dictates it. So if he makes it, that's what the market says he's worth. I get it. But at, at, I think John Chaika, I think his exact, or his, to paraphrase what he said, there's a market value, but we also assign an internal value. And that's that's discipline right there. You have to adhere to that. And even if it means they don't get the guy that they want, I, I don't know what to say. I mean, if, if you want them to go out and overpay for a free agent, okay. But then think about the impact it has on them down the road. Yeah, this isn't being cheap, not going out and, and just dumping all your money to Kevin Hayes. There are not a lot of great free agents available this offseason. Yeah, if you can get Artemi Panarin, yeah, by all means, I would overpay for him. They're not getting him. But I'm not going to overpay for some guy that's like a, an okay forward. Yeah, the biggest benefit to, their, to the Coyotes is... I don't know what that is. That is that uh, yeah. the duck? Is it? That's that's the new duck. Yes. Let's just say uh, sketchy, sketchy ownership life over the last ten years is that they haven't been in position where they can make these truly awful franchise sinking deals. Yeah. Don't start making them now. They can't. As out a, of desperation, as a team like the Coyotes, you cannot afford to do it. No, you're not going to get bailed out like Toronto will if you screw up. 
If the Coyotes don't have any terrible contracts on their roster right now, they cannot afford to have any terrible contracts on their roster. Agreed. So, do you, do you have a duck yet? By the way, why don't you have a duck yet? I, it's it's been a busy working week. on it. Yeah, where's my duck? There's your duck. Do I have to order a duck, or can I just go buy? Oh God. <laughs> What is that? That is a duck. Why does it have to be a duck and not a penguin? Just because that's what you asked for last week, and so yes. that's what it is now? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we'll get a duck. You uh, should get a duck. It's actually probably <laughs> infinitely easier to find a, a duck toy than a penguin toy. Yeah, that's probably true. That's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> is that the same thing over and over again? Of course again? it is. Terrifying. I'm just going to keep doing it. No. I'm going to keep doing it until you get a duck. But it has to be when or we're talking penguin. about the penguins. And since we've been talking about I the draft. I kind of feel like you need to get a duck now instead of a penguin. Yeah, I'll get a duck. It's kind of a thing now. I will get a show. duck to right. represent the penguins. Right. I will get one. I'm going to need it this year. I'm going to need it. Just a, a duck and just draw 87 on the back. A, a stressed duck. No, I'm going to put Rutherford's face stress in the front duck. of it. Stressed duck. This is perfect. Now. Yeah. That's the name of the show, by the stress way. Stressed duck. Stressed duck. What we're going to have last week was Where's Your Duck? So people are going to wonder why we have so many duck themed yeah. shows. Oh, yeah. And we spent so little time on Anaheim. Who? Are they still in the league? Who was your most forgotten team last year? Jamie and I were talking about this on the drive back from Vegas. It was Anaheim, but it's close. Like Anaheim and the Kings were. Yeah, for me, it was the Kings. Both both the Southern just California forgot. teams were just so irrelevant. It was those two. And by the way, we live in a city that's in the same division as those two teams. So that's remarkable. For now, but yeah, yeah. Uh, the Rangers. I also forgot they existed until they came out and made like eight brilliant moves. Until they turned this themselves week. into a playoff team. Yeah, until they might win the cup with Henrik Lundqvist one last time. <laughs> Uh, anything else as far as trades? We talked about Truba last week. Well, I mean, yeah. Uh, you want to talk about the Eric Halla trade? Or? Yeah, we can talk about that. We can also talk about Vancouver doing whatever it is Vancouver. <laughs> I don't know what Vancouver is doing ever. Can we talk a couple of couple of pieces of news on Vancouver? First of all, trading the... What happened? <laughs> the the, the lights went the, off and the light went on. Yeah, the lights in the studio keep going uh, on connected? and off randomly. Uh, maybe <laughs> so, they're connected. I'm a little concerned. A, JT Miller. Okay. Yeah, I could see some value to JT Miller. Sure. For a conditional first-round pick in 2020? Mm, okay. Really? Nope. Uh, yeah. hmm. And a 3rd selection in 2009. However, should the Canucks not make the playoffs, the first-round selection will move to the 2021 draft. Unprotected. Where it is not protected. Unprotected. What? For a rebuilding team? Love it. Yeah. And again, Oh, bail- my God. What again, are you doing? Bales Tampa out. What are you doing, point. Vancouver? And oh, by the way, Roberto Luongo just retired. Tough break about that cap recapture. <laughs> yeah, three point. Oh my so, God. Like a little under three point. What a week in Vancouver. Oh. We okay, every, Canuck fans, Vancouver needs I get duck. it. Maybe I get why you're so unhappy. Yeah, maybe this is why you're always on edge and booing All everybody. this time in the NHL, no cups, and this. Yeah. yeah. And they do have bad contracts on their team. They do. Bad contracts. And they love terrible defensemen. They really do. Love them. Which are easier to find than good defensemen. Are we like counting the old... Old-time Ottawa Senators in the same breath. I, I kind of feel like I should, just to, to rub it in a little more, because Ottawa's won a cup then. We could say Ottawa's won a cup, Montreal's won a cup, Toronto's won a cup, Edmonton's won a cup. Calgary has won a cup. Well, Winnipeg, they just haven't been in the league very long. But <laughs> Vancouver, uh, hmm. Well, yeah, if you're going to reference a Canadian team winning a cup, you have to count the old-time ones. Otherwise, we're not going to have any right, for you so, to reference. You know, Ottawa's, Ottawa's got their cup. Yeah. Vancouver? Vancouver does not. Vancouver should have. Did they, did they have it in one of those like early weird years? I don't know. When they were like the Vancouver yeah. Vancouverites or something? Uh, they had an NBA team? <laughs> oh, that's rude. <laughs> Just throw that out there. That was a bummer when they left. Yeah. Um, Truly was a bummer because that was a good road trip. Now, I, I do – I like – I mean, they have Pedersen and they have Quinn Hughes and they have Brock Besser. They have three pieces to really build around going forward. 
and they're doing their best to just, I don't know, put stucco around the rest of it. Oh, by yeah. the way, the Winnipeg Victoria's won way back around the turn oh, of the century. That almost so, sounds like the Winnipeg so Vancouver's. Every current NHL city has a championship in its history. Except one. Well, I'm sorry. Sorry. Sorry, Vancouver. Direct all your hate mail, and I know you have a lot of it, directly to uh, to Craig Morgan. <laughs> so Vancouver's a weird team because they have those three guys, and Besser was not a high pick. I mean, he's a late first round pick. This. Even Quebec has titles. LOL. <laughs> Quebec. The Quebec Bulldogs in 1913. Have the Vancouver Giants won a... Was everybody the Bulldogs? Was there only one type of animal back in the early 1900s? There was just the Bulldogs? I mean, Nicknames like are notoriously yeah. boring. Oh, I, my bad. The Vancouver Millionaires did win in 1915, so... That's you a got, great nickname, too. Yeah, you got so that. You got that, Vancouver. About? And it, it's appropriate now because you have to be a millionaire. Yeah, well, no, like Vancouver. with the cost of inflation, what are they now? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Vancouver so, only look, millionaires. You can always fall back on that, you know? So and I, you know you can adopt Victoria too. It's close enough. They won in 1925. I just pulled up the Canucks cap friendly page, and I just got reminded that there are still three more years left on Louis Erickson's. Well, yeah, that's sort of what I was alluding to. <laughs> Six million a year, and they just decided oh, that they had to have Louis Erickson. Luongo and Jay Beagle capture. Oops. Jay Beagle and Louis Erickson have three years left on their deal. You that's have what you like need that. to to win the cup. If you are content, if you are a, if you're one win away from winning the Stanley Cup, you got to have that Jay Beagle on your roster. And we agree, Vancouver's only one win away from winning the Stanley Cup, right? That's where they are. That's why they went out and made that move. How did we get on Vancouver? Oh, because well, that's where the draft trade. was. Yeah, the trade. Okay, the and all those unhappy trade. people. Did you enjoy the the uh, the draft? The experience? It was. Uh, we had a cool athletic event. Yeah. They got. We had like. I don't know if you saw that photo. Like sixty five of us. Mm. There was one person missing. You guys are. Taking I'm not over. calling you out, Joe Smith, for missing the meeting, but <laughs> no, no big deal. He's probably working. It's okay. Yeah, actually, he was at the awards writing like. 17 stories. Jamie and I were at the awards. We were. Are you going to ask about our trip, Craig? No. No. Oh, well, that's rude, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Um, it was uh, Jamie and I both came to this one conclusion. Well, there's a few, but Nikita Kucherov, I don't know if he's always this way. He seemed pretty miserable somebody, the whole time. Somebody yeah. held a gun to his head and said, "This is you're going to this award show and you're going to like it? You're going to win all the, the greatest individual awards and, at the miserable. highest level of your game, and he was... Joe just, said that. He has his days. He has his days where, yeah, yeah it's just not happening. You're not talking he about it. He was miserable. Even like, like, all the lightning were kind of like, meh, which I get. Well, that's what I was trying to figure out. At least out. John Cooper opened up and like laughed at some jokes. Yeah. Yeah, and Hedman seemed okay. I mean, I'm, I even go more so behind the scenes than, than what was on TV. But like when, when we were interviewing Kucherov afterwards as the media scrum, after he's won all three awards, all the like major awards, and not that he was like standoffish, he just seemed unhappy. And I don't know if that's like the carryover from the way they went out of the playoffs. And we were talking about this on the way back, too. That's got to be the most embarrassing exit from the Stanley Cup playoffs in the last 20 years. I mean, now that we've had two months to process it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because even, like I said, even the... That was more directed to Craig, who's playing Candy Crush on his phone. Yeah. I'm awesome. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, do you... Jamie and I already talked about this. The only other one that I think is close is is the Bruins. When they were up 3-0. When they were up 3-0 against Philly. But... That was still the, the conference, conference, but that was the conference final. final. Yeah, like, and they didn't have the season that Tampa had. Yeah. We're talking about uh, the most embarrassing playoff exit in the last twenty years, right? Like I don't, it, that's not hyperbole, is it? That, it that's the it's worst. Gotta exit. be with right? the season they had. Yeah, to get swept to and get have swept. play one good period to get swept, and in the context of how their season prior ended, those yeah. last two games in the conference, like it's it's got to be. I, that's just that's what I'm saying. Of, of I don't know if if that's just their general demeanor, but they looked like they were. St- and Kucherov even said something actually in post the post award show stuff where he was like, "Yeah, these individual awards are not 
what we play for and we play for team awards and i know players say that and, oh look at me i won this amazing award but it's all about the team tampa should have won the cup this year they didn't win a game that just yeah. means there were no bonuses in this contract for winning the heart <laughs> the most interesting piece of news that came out of the uh, awards for me was the fact that the board of governors met and approved the sale of the coyotes to alex morello yes yeah. another who, step forward who would have thought that after all of these years that you and I would be in Vegas when... Well, I guess I should mute that. Is that a Vancouver Probably reference? That's where's your duck? No. Uh, that where's your Vegas. duck? <laughs> where a coyote... We need a drop of that, okay? <laughs> like, you say it in New York accent, I want to hear it. Where's There's... your duck? No, come on, come on. Okay. A little more oh, A little more well, We got to give him... We have, we have to give him room so I can isolate New York. It. So, like, come on. And where's your duck? <laughs> hey, you, where's your duck? <laughs> where's your duck? It's <laughs> okay. I'll just mark that. Over there in the water? Put it in my file of drops. We never play on the show. Uh, but over there in the water, <laughs> there it is. Uh, but we'd be in Vegas for, and a Coyotes owner would be approved by the board of governors, and it would be like not a big deal. Who would have thought? It was, it was just it was like an afterthought. Well, yeah, I, was like, I oh, mean, okay. to be honest, board of governors votes are generally rubber stamps on these things. If they get to that point, it's generally assumed that it's going to happen. Here's the thing. It happened quickly, though. The GMs GMs had their meeting in in Vancouver, and it's interesting to hear various people talk about this situation. And and I didn't do this directly. I asked asked some of our writers to check in with their governors to get a read on Alex Morello. And I've heard some of the reads in the past. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just leave that hanging there, and you can do with it what you will. But the overriding opinion of this guy is he's legit. He's legit. That They really believe in this guy. He could be a game changer for this franchise. And, of course, everyone's going to – the next step is, well, what about the arena? Well, let's get this done yeah, first and then about worry the about right the now. arena. Yeah. See what happens. People that are well-connected in this hockey community, by the way, really well-connected and have been for a long time, believe that there's a deal out there to be done for an arena. They believe it's there. I've heard that you just too. Just got to get the right people. You need someone first of all who has the financial wherewithal yes. to make it happen. They might finally have that guy. That to me is a bigger deal. I mean, the arena. I look. I'm somebody that lives in the East Valley, and we've talked about this on the show before. And we don't need to go into it again. But it's it's not a oh that's a 20 minute drive. No, that can be a two and a half hour drive from where most of the hockey fans are in the city on a Tuesday night to go watch a game. You have no walk up traffic in a situation like that, yeah, and you would over here. Yeah. But not, not here, like physically at the studio, because well, you, yeah, you wouldn't hear. No. I mean, you'd have decent walk-up traffic. Nah, I don't see it like right there. Just build it right on top of this building. North Phoenix people, I don't see it happening. Really? North Phoenix yeah. is kind of uh-huh. like where it's at now. Anyway. I don't know. You, it's not like the actual arena you have is bad. It's not like this is urgent. we got to get out of here because this arena is falling apart. You're it's one of the nicer arenas. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> and, and you're not even playing at the Barclays Center where there's a car parked behind the goalie. Like this is, It's a nice arena. It's just location. It's more important to get the ownership in there. And the financial stability, because if you look at the yeah. past history of Coyote's owners, there's the level of desperation to get someone to keep them in the market has led to owners that didn't exactly have a lot of liquid assets, let's say. And, it's, and it, just, it is what it is. That means people that sell Hefeweizen. <laughs> hey, now that's hurtful to both of us. I know. That still hurts, Craig. <laughs> that, that's how I know it's a win, when I can get both of you at the same time. But... So ha- having that financial stability is incredibly important. And again, they're, we talked about they're not they need a new arena, but it's not like they're going to get kicked out of the one they have in the next year or two if they can't get one instantly. Yeah, and it's going to take time to build. Those things take time to build. Do they? 
as we saw in, in Vegas. Yeah, we saw the Raiders stadium going up. Yeah. And they built stuff in Vegas in like an hour. Yeah. Even that's not done yet. It's much like the Raiders themselves. It's very much under construction. I just think it's important to remember that this is not the context of ownership change six years ago no. or five years ago. Things a lot has changed since then. Any in the past decade. Yeah. Right? <laughs> a lot has <laughs> changed. Go with any potential ownership change in a the lot. past 10. Yeah, this is different from all of those. I'm cautiously excited about this, but I'm just going to hold off until it's finalized before I get too excited. But Two, two, two more weeks. Yeah. <laughs> just, just two weeks. It's always two weeks. Uh, why was the cap... Not announced until after oh, you could benefit anybody. Question, and I don't really think anyone has. You know, all the blame is falling on the PA now, and I I have no idea why the PA would do this. Is that we, what you call Pennsylvania? Uh, no. Oh, okay. No, the NHLPA. Oh, I have no idea why they would wait this long. We knew the cap was going to come uh, down at a lower number. Everybody knew that was coming because because of the escrow issue and. They were only going to institute – they ended up instituting 0.5%, right, of the escalator clause. So you got less of a cap. But why you wait to do it until after the draft, it, it sort of hurts – it hurts players. It hurt everybody. It hurt everybody. Yes. It was it was terrible timing. It was a joke. And it came out like, I'm walking out of the arena and the cap announcement comes I'm out. walking here. Come on. Seriously? Yeah, I, I didn't understand and look i don't know if that's why the coyotes couldn't trade the 14th pick but well, it certainly didn't help cap issues definitely were part of it a lot of teams were tight but you know, again there, there were multiple factors here yeah. can you just exp- I, I want somebody else to explain this i feel like it's the most simple concept in the world one of you just say how obvious this is every time i bring up to somebody part of the reason the coyotes couldn't make a trade with that 14th pick is because we didn't know the salary cap around the league. And everybody's response is, well, the Coyotes aren't up against the cap. But other teams were. Yes, it usually takes two teams to make a trade. Well, yes, those other teams uh, wanted certainty before they made deals. Depends on who you ask about the Coyotes and the cap, but I, I will save that because I don't want to get you in trouble. Um, oh, first time forever <laughs> for Jamie. But uh, that, that, I won't get into that. I shouldn't even bother. But yes, it, it's, it's obviously... Uh, I'll tell you off the air. Okay, it's, it's, I'll, I'll, I'll wow, tell you off, now I'll, our listeners are like, I'll, I'll tell you off what are they discussing? Um... But yeah, it's obviously a fact. It's not just not. It's not just the fact that it came in lower. It's the fact that you don't know, and nothing paralyzes GMs in sports yep. other more than confusion, yes. uncertainty. Yeah, when you're up against the cap, if you are Toronto or Vegas or in Pittsburgh, if you are up against, I don't think Pittsburgh pays attention to the cap. But if they were so inclined <laughs> to actually care about how much you know signing Jack Johnson for however much they signed him for might impact you. If you're a team that's up against the cap, you need to know down to the dollar yes. how much space you have to make a trade. Almost every GM on the floor was saying that it was a factor in the lack of trades on there day one. There were no trades on day one. it's stupid yeah. that you don't have this number out already. Yes, it is. It's dumb. My, my question is, that's not going to be like this new trend, right? Next no, year we're going to have the cap unusual out. circumstances, so. Okay. Yeah. Uh, in the notes, it just says the Avs and then dash Yowza. I thought they had a point. terrific night. I mean, and they got Cole Caulfield. I mean, come on. It's unstoppable then. Well, didn't great. No, Montreal they, no, got, Montreal got Cole Caulfield. But they, they got no, the they defenseman. Got the, I'm sorry. They got the, uh, what's his face? The what's his face. They got the guy that They got the what's his face, the defenseman. guy. Yeah, well, they, they, got, they, they got Bowen Byram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they also got Alex Newhook. That's, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, and a ton of cap space. Yeah, that's the thing. All Colorado of the has a. T- we were talking about yeah. this at prospect camp the other day. But who are they going to sign? Matt Duchesne? They don't like him. They just don't. <laughs> I don't know. Well, apparently, the didn't have a meeting Could with they him. Be, or, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of. There are some people wondering. Oh, are they going after Artemi Panarin? Sure, they'd love to have him, but I don't think Artemi Panarin's going to Colorado. No. So what are you doing? Do you end up with all this cap space and then? Hmm. Although, which isn't the did, worst thing did, in the world. Uh, no. Although, and this is this, this is an argument that I think sometimes gets lost in all of sports. 
having that cap space, you can still carry that into next year and sign yep, guys. Like sure. you don't have to blow it all right now. Nope, got to spend it all right now. Like you don't have to. No, I I, I agree with you 100 because are, they're in a spot with what isn't Barry's a year away from an extension? Like they have a few guys that are within like two years. They of do, yeah. Big extensions coming up, so you're gonna they can't really lock up a huge like. Seven year deal with somebody at at big dollars because and of course Miko Rantanen's a Rantanen's an RFA a right now, so they could give him like thirty million dollars a year if they. Cade Landeskog has two years left on his deal, oh. so he's coming up. Yeah, like you mentioned, so, yeah, so, Barry in one yeah. year, Philip Grubar in two years too. Yeah. So two some, years, Gabriel. Players. Yeah, I mean, I would just reiterate how Grubauer Grubauer yeah I have to say it like that. yeah you better Grubauer get Verbata back on here to help us with uh, European <laughs> I don't think he does German pronunciations well, he's more he, into the yeah. Slavic languages okay well we can have him on for other there's a lot okay. of Slavic names in the league like I want to know how they say Pasternak over no, there it's not even close it's to probably not the way sure. they say it in just Boston. like all the Swedish names even when we think we have the pronunciations right they're so far off yeah, they really remember Freddie Schustrom yeah it's Hustrom no. Hustrom <laughs> We need to have a would have been more successful at Swedish. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, I totally forgot what I was going to say. Now with your your Schuster reference. reference, yes, that threw me for okay. a loop. Uh, but Colorado over the last what two years? I mean, remember how how everybody looked at them and was like, Bednar's getting fired, Sackick's getting fired, and Sackick has turned forty nine points around. not too long ago. <laughs> yeah, forty nine points. Only there was a word or a phrase to describe half of the Colorado Avalanche over the last year. Yeah, forget it. I can't figure it out. Whatever it is. If uh, Jamie and I were talking about this too, wandering the streets of Vegas at three in the morning, and that's not an exaggeration, we need to come up with uh, like three shirts that we could potentially make, and then have people vote on them. That's that's what we came up with, yeah. And then and yes, yeah. I know I wasn't telling the story but, to you. But you, you kinda, were there. Oh. Well, because you kind of <laughs> stopped in the middle of that. You're like, while we were wandering the streets, we need to come up with. It was like a word. You should go back and listen to the show and, and listen. <laughs> no, to that's your job. You're the one listens to the show after it goes up. <laughs> okay. What about the Coyotes cap, though, Jamie? <laughs> yes, no, I'm curious. I, I'm dying to know. Um, anyway, the, uh, the the I want the show to continue on the, the platform that it's currently on. Okay. I do as well. So, so I will not. I will refrain from saying it on the. That's good because I have no idea what you're going to say. The Avalanche uh, have turned it around very quickly, and yes. I, I wonder if the Rangers might be doing that too. It was my original point. I had something hilarious to say. No, it was but you threw t- me off. It, it was about the T-shirts that we were. No, no, no. I had something else hilarious. And now no, I'm all discombobulated. But with the T-shirts, <laughs> with the T-shirts, what we're going to do is we're going to have. We're going to give you three options, and then the fourth is right in an option, and you're going to vote on Twitter and tell us which one you most want. Okay. And I feel like nonlinear progression, where's your duck, and something else are going sewer to be fights. Yeah, sewer, sewer fights. Yeah, sewer fights. Sewer fights is a little too vague, though. Like, it it is. Talking about? But the, but I would buy one. But, but I'm also yeah, thinking, like, my thought process at 3 in the morning in Vegas is still the same as it is now, which might be a problem in my life, but that, that's not the point. No, that's the point. <laughs> is that... Well, the phrase like nonlinear progression is like a staple of the show. Yes. I don't know if that's going to look good on a t-shirt. Like, I'm going to wear a t-shirt with like a line graph. That doesn't sound exciting. Where's your duck? With a, like a squawking penguin? No, where's your duck? <laughs> with a penguin. Yes. yes. Cowbell? <laughs> where's your duck? Yeah, the, cowbell. the cowbell. But I think we're going to make um, actual cowbells. That we yeah, can do. I, I still want to. I, I think, think we, we can get a think shirt we can. where actually you can press a button and you hear the sound of a cowbell. <laughs> That'll go over well I meetings. think we could do actual cowbells. I do think that's possible. Yes, that's That feasible. we have to do. But where's your duck with a confused looking penguin on it? Yeah. Like, I would wear that. That's great. Confused slash embarrassed slash a little uncomfortable. What was the other one we were talking about? About not like your profession yeah, it doesn't matter because I only want where's your duck shirts, <laughs> and I want a lot of them. Oh. So anyway, we'll do that at some point this summer. Uh, we are going to oh sewer fights like that's <laughs> sewer fights. It's more generic, is, but it would look good on a shirt. Oh, it's fantastic. We just need a good graphic for this. 
<laughs> All right, I've lost control of the show again. Uh, Roberto Luongo retiring. Yeah. yeah, we already talked about this. Yeah, vis-a-vis Vancouver. Yeah, but we mm. didn't like really. I thought we're going did. to miss him. We're, yes. we're not going to miss him on Twitter, though. No. I would assume he's going to be able to tweet him more. in that retirement home. Will you? Yeah, that's good. I think he gets a job on TV. He better. I think he's on one of the eight thousand Canadian sports stations that cover hockey. He should have a job right now on yeah. TV if he wants it. One of the best personalities in the game. Yeah. Like and he's a goalie, too, five. so he's smart. Yeah. I don't know if that's always the truth. <laughs> <laughs> but in this case, he seems pretty smart. <laughs> I don't know. Um, oh, now where? Uh, Brooks Orpik, Ryan Callahan, essentially. Callahan being forced, forced to, to retire, retire. which yeah. sucks. Okay. You want Tampa... Tampa's obviously an interesting team for a number of reasons that we've already discussed. But. Yes, they are. By the way, did you see the Keenan Thompson line at the start of that award show? I thought he did a great job. The start of the award show where he said, congratulations to Tampa for setting the, the or tying whatever it was, setting the playoff, the regular the season the record, record for, for most points, yeah. and then also tying the record for least wins in the playoffs. <laughs> and they did not laugh. Oh, yeah, they were. They did not. <laughs> oh. Torched. I was so happy to see him hosting. He, was he did a really good Somebody job. who's actually funny. Yeah. He did and pays job. attention to hockey a little yeah. bit, too. That helps. So the timing of the Callahan announcement is odd. Beyond odd. Beyond odd. What's going on there? I, I don't know. He's, he visited a specialist. No, he visited that specialist a long time ago. They knew this. Why make the announcement on the eve of the draft? It was all very weird. I don't think we know the whole story there yet. Yeah. There's something fishy going on there. It's... It does seem weird. Yeah. But if he has to retire, Sad. pretty impressive career. Yeah. You know, under the radar. And by the way, if, if this is a, an injury that's so debilitating that he can't play, why did he come back for that playoff game? That's a fair question. I would assume we'll get answers I mean, in the next it happens. few months. I mean, Marion Hosa also retired in the middle of June. That's the thing. Mm. A lot so, of like, players retire right things, before the draft. These. As. You're not saying the. We're not giving the, the implication that there are thing that there's a lot of impropriety here, but the fact there's also not zero. There's something. Fishy this is there. this is done for cap reasons timing, on some level. The whether timing it's is weird. Five yeah. percent or more. I don't. We don't know. But something this is obviously. Fishy. All I'm saying, if he's making one million dollars a year, I don't think that announcement gets made by the draft. And I think the same thing would have happened with Hosa as well. Yeah. Well, Hosa, two is. more years on the Coyotes payroll. We have questions. He's the only that. one left now, Mike. Well, yeah. No, they still have Mike Ribeiro? Are they? Are yeah. They I mean, still have Mike Ribeiro. I think they have one more year I'm of that. I'm trying to remember. I mean, I'm going to look it up Mike here. Smith's gone. Yeah, this is the last year Dave, of Mike Ribeiro. Dave Boland's gone. Mike Smith's gone. Yep, yep so, so Ribeiro's the only one they, they have left. Ribeiro one that's year also. and then Hosa two. All right, yep. before we get to the 950 listener questions that we have, I want to run through a couple names in free agency. Oh, uh, you didn't want to talk about Brooks Orpik's retirement? I mentioned or it. Or Kari Lettinen? He helped the Penguins win a cup. I didn't Actually, even see Carl Lennon. Orpik helped the Penguins win two cups because he helped them win one when he was on Washington, too. So that was very important. But uh, Joe Pavelski? The great American tour. <laughs> Joe Pa. Uh, Tampa? Yeah. Dallas? Dallas. I'm sick of Dallas. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't really get it anymore. Real quick, what, what percentage chance would you give St. Louis of repeating next year? Mm, I think it's like one percent. Yeah, very low. They're not winning the cup again. No, like if, if you go through their playoff run, they barely beat every team they played, including Dallas. I mean, that's all that matters. But no, I'm not taking still, away from what no, they did this year. Not, they're they're not. But it's not like they had some dominant. Like if Tampa Bay had gone through and done what they were supposed to do, which implies winning more than zero playoff games, then I would sit here and be like, hey, they might do it again next year. Yeah. St. Louis isn't doing it again next year. Um, 
Any names, Craig, that are that you can connect potentially to the Coyotes in well, free agency keep or falling. trades? <laughs> I, yeah, I know. That's they keep falling. They really do. I, I thought they had some interest in Hala, but anybody else from Vegas? Were they interested in William Carlson? Yeah, they were definitely what interested in William Carlson. What they were deal. definitely interested in William Carlson. Absurd. They were interested in Hayes, but not at that price. My understanding is they wouldn't have gotten any higher than six million. Yeah, I'm not interested in Hayes. I, yeah. I no, I, I not not at that price. William Carlson. William Carlson at that oh, yeah. price by all, and and oh, it, that's it, a great contract. And they don't even have to throw in a no move. I don't. I don't. I, I mean, I know you, the guy wants to be in Vegas, but forty three goals. What a deal! A year ago, can I just give McPhee Gym of the Year now for that deal? Do we even need to bother? It'll get forgotten by the like it, somebody else will do something in the middle of the season that's not nearly as impressive next year and win GM of the year. But to get William Carlson for the price, they, he got a hometown discount and the team has been in the league for a year and a half. And we're seeing so few of those now um, with with the younger generation. They, they want to get paid. They want to get their money. I don't blame them. But who that, that hurts who, everybody who else. this to me? As in, it's a sweeping generalization of players. Oh, good. <laughs> sweeping generalization oh, my, of players. My but North American players play the game to compete. Eastern European players play the game to get paid. Oh, yes, and that's Scandinavians oh. play the game for fun. <laughs> well, that part would be true, actually. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Mitch Marner is clearly just playing yeah. to play the game. He, he doesn't want to. There's, there's no, no financial implications to it. But like, you look I mean, at he's going to make twice as much as William Nylander, but Nylander's the one that cares about yes. the money. Uh, you, you're yeah. looking at Vegas's roster right now. They have Mark Stone signed for a million years. They have William Carlson signed for a million Ooh. years. Jonathan like Marchessault. The game so much. Alex Tuck. I mean, they have these. Stuff. By the way, Tuck at. 4.7, Marshall at 5, Carlson at 5.9. I want somebody off of Vegas' like, roster. my goodness. They're still in cap hell, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. they to do something. I want one of those players. Are they going to move a player like Patches for just to dump the salary? I would take Patcheretti. That's what I'm thinking. That's where that's, I was trying to lead you to. That's what I'm thinking. I would lo- go to Max Patcheretti on a salary dump. It's a lot. I like Patches, but $7 million for four more years? Four years that's is a lot. lot. All right, Jamie doesn't get to play the game anymore. I, I just... What it, about Paul Stastny? Oh, by all means. I think Paul Stasny is a... Two years, 6.5? At, 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 that, at that position and what he's done in the postseason? At that point, you could probably trade one of your other guys, a yeah. center, for try to get a scoring wing. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Again, I would like Pacioretty just... Me too. At about, like about, about a million and a half less per year, but... Well, they can take on some of that money then if they're trying to get... Out yeah, I mean, if they, want to eat it, if they want to eat a little bit of it and you're in the spot where it's, you're at five or five and a half million yeah. a year for Pacioretty, by all means, Vegas, it's worth the risk. Vegas eat two million a year and we'll take Pacioretty for five million I just... A year. I, the one thing I worry with Pacioretty is I wonder, do, does he need to play with high, highly talented players to actually... Have that kind of success? Would he, he be at Montreal? Goals? Would he? Be, yeah, but he was that top line in Montreal was pretty decent for a little bit. Mm. So would he, he, would he be a thirty goal scorer playing with with who? I don't know with Schmaltz. I mean, I assume that's what you'd be playing him with. I don't know what Dvorak. to make of Schmaltz yet because I haven't seen him. That, that's my that's my only question. Do do I think I think Pacioretty can score, but I think he's highly dependent on his line mates, maybe more so than other top scorers. I think if you add Pacioretty to the Coyotes, he's a twenty five goal guy. I can but is that enough? Well. At seven million, but at five million, yes, sure. twenty five with if they thirty goals. A little upside. bit, you're yeah. saying retain yeah. a little bit. If they, yeah, yeah, if he comes in at five, essentially. I mean, we're completely speculating. I like patches. Point. Yeah, I, I like his too. game. Even though for a year of this show, that led to Craig sending us pictures of clowns. It did. So it started like, all over again. Yeah. It ends up a coyote. <laughs> clowns and coyotes together. They, they could just make a clown jersey to to wear. That sounds awful. Creepy. Remember Insane Clown Posse? Hey, on Kids Night, we're going to give away clown I jerseys. try not to remember ICP, <laughs> Luke. 
<laughs> Are you a, a was it what did they say? Gigolo? Uh, Juggalo? <laughs> what? Which thing is it? The, what is happening here? <laughs> what are the ice fans? Okay, poll question this week. <laughs> Craig's reaction. <laughs> Craig apparently was not a big insane clown posse fan. <laughs> <laughs> but what is it? Like, what, I don't remember. Is it Juggalos? Is that what they call their fans? I will look it up during the break. We don't have breaks <laughs> during the, the break. Show. Oh, okay, poll question this week. How much more? Is Mitch Marner worth than Austin Matthews? Is it one million per year, two million per year, or three million per year? <laughs> well, those are your choices, under. or other, uh, other less negative than, per year. Less, he's less than a Matthews. This is a Toronto-centric poll. Yeah, of mm. course. Well, we want only Toronto fans voting on this. Okay, that's so, one million more, two million more, or three million more. Or, or the fourth option could be more. <laughs> Just more. Okay. Uh, Jamie and I were talking about this on the way back from Vegas too. That was a much better show. We should have just recorded that. Yeah. Is there a scenario? Well, okay. Wow, they're, they're, I feel hurt. I wasn't on that part. <laughs> no, but you're not bringing you in now, unless you want to play Candy Crush again <laughs> while I ask you. Um, if Toronto lost Marner, which we now quack know, my duck again. <laughs> keep this up. <laughs> which we now know won't happen. But if they had lost Marner for four first round picks, would that have been that damaging to them? Four first round picks? No. I, mean, I don't think anyone should give up that much. Yeah. You, you make a smaller offer, right? You yeah, make you make a small. The, nobody's giving up four first round picks and paying him twelve million dollars a year. That's the only way you were going to get him, though. Right? Yeah, is if you were going to pay that much. Like you were going to have to go over that threshold, which was going to cost you four first yeah. round. Yeah, that, that was whatever the five fifty eight or whatever I said. You have to go over that for it to be four first round picks. Boy, oh boy. I, I mean, again, you and your cup window, you want all the great players you have at the time. Because, again, all you have to do is win one. That's all that matters. Yeah, no, it doesn't Martin matter what's happening in Pitts. Chicago. It doesn't yes. matter what's happening in Pittsburgh right now. They have cups, plural. It doesn't matter what's happening in L.A. Cups, plural. It's all worth it. He yes. can't make more than Austin Matthews and John Tavares. No, he, he can't. can't. He can't. You can't do that. But And I heard this argument uh, this week from a, a media outlet in Toronto. He's from Toronto. Oh yeah, no. That, okay, oh, cool. Uh, that Fine. Then, then we'll give him more in Canadian. Yes, he's a good Canadian boy. Not just a good Canadian boy. Good on. There, there's boy. been no player I think that is more just misrepresented overall than Mitch Marner. Yeah, I, I, he's a great player. Don't get me wrong. He's a great player. But he's probably he's not, not one of the yet. he's not one of the ten best players in hockey. I'm sorry, he's not. Nope. No. Period. No. He's not one of the two best players on his team. No. Period. No. You, I, I'm not saying you shouldn't get a lot of money. I'm just saying you shouldn't get all of the money. Uh, to quickly recap before we hit listener questions, okay. at least for me, for the longest time, Toronto was the team I was looking at for the Coyotes to try and make a trade or pull somebody away. Now it's Vegas. My focus is on Vegas. And two, the... And I forgot to. Wow. <laughs> Vegas does have that effect on people. Vegas really does. I started thinking about Vegas, Script, and I was like, wow. Gripping yeah, stuff here. That's it. You, get, you have anything you want to contribute? Yeah. Well, well, you contribute know, after the break? Maybe Mike Smith is going to reunite with Dave. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was interesting. Oh, wow. Uh, just especially really? for our listeners. That, uh, yeah. Schmitty. Uh, Elliot Friedman, I had linked Mike Smith to Edmonton and a few other teams. It wasn't just Edmonton, but... That would be uh, that would be something. Speaking of Dave Tippett, he got his wish, and Seattle's AHL team is going to be in Palm Springs. Yeah, He's been on it. this one for a few months. Yep, yep. It's also pretty close to Dave Tippett's house in Arizona, but he doesn't get to take advantage of that. Now. No, it does no. not. It's also yeah. not close Palm to Springs, Seattle. AHL. I'm interested yeah. to see where they're going to put an arena in Palm Springs. Having been there, 
a couple times now over the last few years. This doesn't scream hockey when I get there, but hey, I'm all okay. Yeah, it's AHL. Yeah, you, you're building a place me, for 4,000 people. Me, <laughs> it's <laughs> a place to develop your players. Well, no, let me it's let an elongated gym. Profit. <laughs> profit's, <laughs> elongated profit's gravy. It doesn't scream sports. <laughs> I shouldn't say it doesn't scream hockey. And maybe for me, it just screams music every time I'm there, but it doesn't. There's there's a market there to tap into. old people to me. Well, <laughs> that's possible too. I remembered my second point. Oh. I don't care anymore. Well, no, you're gonna care. Hey, the schedule's me. out, by the way. Yeah, that's and it sucks oh, but, for the Coyotes again. By the way, speaking yeah, about things I could not care less about, schedule release in any sport, could not care. You're all over it in football. Uh, no, I'm no, not. No, I, I suggest you talk to Rick Toggett. He has a few thoughts He's on the mad. schedule. Um, quickly to my point before we get to the schedule. Do we have to? Yeah, we have okay. to. Let's just live in that imaginary world where everybody, it, where the NHL is a cutthroat league, and somebody might get offer sheeted. If that were to happen, oh, well. is Sebastian Ajo the guy now? <laughs> He's the most likely. I guess it's just it's not going to happen. I'm going to be mad about it. I know that's kind of why I brought. What's it up. Carolina's cap situation again? Fifty-nine million committed right now. They're not even up to the floor yet. They'll match it. Yeah, but I feel like Aho, you could actually throw. Like, you don't have to go into the hole. We'll give you four first-round picks. I mean, Exercise how- sixteen players, and yeah, they're not even to the floor yet. They're going to they match it. Would they match anything? And what if you offered Sebastian Ajo eight million, nine million a year, ten million a year? I, I would offer him that because of the position he plays and his impact on the game. Also, Carolina's weird. True, they did just bail Toronto out, and they've just been weird in general for a year. Yeah. Maybe they were using that to get to the cap floor. Maybe let's spread that rumor. <laughs> yeah, let's start that. All right, schedule Coyote schedule. Yeah, six times they come back from the Central or Eastern time zone. And there's one day in between their last game on the road and their first game at home. That's nice. That's a good schedule. I need. I haven't looked at it closely enough in comparison with other teams. Oh, well, it's funny you should mention that because I did. Wow, look at this. I did. W- would you like to share your findings yeah, with us? I'm opening it up right now. Oh, okay. Calm yourself. You know, fill fill the air. Has your your laptop's things. not making any duck sounds or anything. It's so not making any duck sounds. Okay. San Jose does it four times. That same thing that I talked about, coming back from the Easter Central and having to play a home game with just one day in between. Often that day is a travel day, by the way, so it's not really even a rest day. Yeah, you get back Sometimes and play teams next come day. back the following day so they don't screw up their sleep patterns. Depends on what they're, you know, what they're feeling, what their experts are saying at the time, et and cetera. Should, before you read these, I should throw out two people who can sit there and be like, well, they're professional athletes. That's fine, but Pittsburgh doesn't have to do this. New Jersey, none of these teams have to no, do this. If you're in the Eastern Conference, it's so much less of an issue. Now, they, you they can do bike to all West your too, games. But, but you, yeah, you start comparing all those games, all those teams. First of all, travel in the Eastern Conference is so much easier because so many cities are closer together. The NHL can't do anything about that. No. But in the West, when you're comparing these teams... Uh, Vancouver does it three times. Anaheim does it three times. Vegas does it three times. L.A. does it three times. The Coyotes do it six times. It's not great. That adds up over 82 It does. And, and when you look at a team that missed the playoffs by how many points, Luke? Four. Four points. Four points. Would that have made a difference? I don't know. When you look at a team that had a whole bunch of injuries last year, did that play a role? I don't know. Maybe. It is. We don't. We can't quantify exactly how much of a disadvantage it is, but it is a disadvantage. Yes. That's indisputable. Now there, there, there's nuance to this. Of course, the Coyotes' available dates at Gila River Arena are plentiful. Let's say because there's not a lot going on there uh, in that arena that they feel can sustain itself if they leave. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> that plays a, a role story. here. Um, but 
you got to do something about this as a league. And, and this again, this comes down to having an advocate. Ray Whitney was pounding the drum on this way back in 2012, mm-hmm. that they need an owner to step in for them in situations like this and say, we need to change this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think you also just have to sort of build up that and I, power know, over time, though. Yeah. Too. You, well, I, I mean, if you have to have financial skin in the game, right? Mm-hmm. You, you can't be, you know... For instance, uh, a guy who's in massive debt and then go in there and pound the table and say, I need the schedule changed. You yeah. need financial skin in the game. And you can't lay this on the team president either. Aaron, Aaron Cohen's got like 7,000 things on his plate, right, <laughs> including trying to get this sale complete. Well, this is you, one of those – You can't throw that on him. This is one of those things where, yeah, you, you would ideally like to be able to go fight it. But like you said, in, that's in a vacuum. If if your team president has nine billion things he's doing, and and he's not an owner, right? So yeah, he, yeah he, ultimately he doesn't have. It, yeah. Well, and there's no guarantee that if you go fight this, you're going to get a better schedule. It could right. totally be a fruitless no, effort. No, but if you make enough noise, at some point, people just want to shut you up. <laughs> yes, that's Jamie's <laughs> life philosophy. That's hurtful, but not untrue. Uh, so if, again, if you make a point, again, you get get in people's minds. You might see some incremental changes that happen over the course of a few years. Right now, they're in the we can do whatever we want to the Coyotes because yeah, who's going to push back? There, there's some belief on that too. Like, look, this this team's been supported by the league for so long. Okay, I don't think it's malicious. Yeah. It's more yeah, of just like we're not going to be pushed. I don't think this is like sticking to no, the Coyotes but it's because like, we've had to do that. It's well, just, if it's a tiebreaker, where we have to this game here, this game here. It's like, well, whatever. I don't I don't have to hear from him if I put the Coyotes in the spot. Yeah, right. you're scheduling 31 yeah. teams. It's tough, but your every tiebreaker seems like it goes against the Coyotes in these schedules. Let me give you a couple fun examples of the Coyotes schedule. Here's November. They host Minnesota on November 9th at Gila River Arena. They fly to Washington, D.C. That's close. Those are close. Yeah. You can almost see it from here. the Capitals on the 11th. Okay. okay. So we're One assuming day. they're going to fly out on the 10th, right? They have a, a night game against the Wild. They're probably gonna, not going to fly out on a red eye. Yeah. So the 10th is a travel day, and they arrive in, a, you know, in that time zone. Then on the 11th, they have to play the Capitals. Oh, but that's the front end of a back-to-back, which concludes where? In St. Louis. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Uh, what moron looked at that and said, yeah, that works. In February, the Coyotes host also, Carolina. Just, also, the last two just cup fl- winners. Also, also, just like just flip that not a day in the middle. Yeah. Yes, go, just, just go simple. St. Louis first. Saint Let them work their way across the country. <laughs> They're working their way across backwards. <laughs> or February, when the Coyotes host Carolina on the night of the 6th, then fly to Boston, mm. Boston, for a noon start on the 8th. <laughs> Literally the furthest city Less away. two days. Uh, Tortorella would love Come this because there's never going to be a morning skate ever. That's true. <laughs> just wipe morning skates off the Coyote oh, schedule God. this year. And I'm trying. I don't remember if that's noon here or noon there. But either way, it's a matinee, right? It's a matinee. They're not going to remember when they're playing. It's a weekend. It might be noon there. (laughs) And hey, they've had such success at TD Garden, so that'll help. That's cool. (laughs) Uh, All right, let's get to some of these listener questions because we're well over an hour. We'll start with P Mart. Which one of you can bench press the most weight? Napkin Jamie. Yeah, not yeah, Jamie, not Claus. Pretty much, yeah. Not, I just want to be clear: not real Jamie. No, no, no. Very clear: not me. Not real Jamie. Um, <laughs> is that Rose? Do you think Chica is getting ticked off that Carolina keeps stealing his trade targets? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> uh, Carl Putnam, recovering Capitals fan. What is Craig's vacation schedule for the next 18 months? We all need to plan our lives accordingly so as not to miss any major Coyotes news. I'm not telling. Last time you didn't tell us. It didn't work. It didn't matter. matter. (laughs) (laughs) 
Seriously. Remember that theory about somebody in the Coyotes organization just waiting until Craig goes on vacation? Oh, I hope it's true. Yeah. I really I want to know. I, I haven't checked. I wonder if I have a chip in my body. They're literally tracking I don't me. even know how you would check for something like that. Neither do I. Okay. Could be an implant in my head. Yeah. Who knows? Or for all we know, you're just you're, you're wearing a wire at all times. That's possible, too. Cam Paul writes in, how many donut holes do you think you could eat in 10 minutes? Well, donut holes don't exist. That's just the absence of an actual so donut. infinite amount yes, of them? Yes. I mean, I'm breathing right now, so that uh, must be... Uh, if you're talking about donut uh, balls, unfortunately. that's yeah. um, I'm not comfortable <laughs> with donut balls. <laughs> wow. Did you hear Jamie's hurtful comment? That's rude. I didn't hear what he said. Oh, what he said? He said, uh, he said I'm breathing right now, and I said, unfortunately. That's, uh, that's, that's just me. I, I, I laid down the gauntlet. I said if Craig buys the 50 box, I would see. I would test it live on the air. Ten minutes of... <laughs> <laughs> ten minutes of me eating ten, ten minutes of dead air just me eating donut holes. Yeah, okay. Well that's what the people want. Than, one of you had brought donut balls in. Ten minutes of balls in dead air. Drop a subtle you talking. text message, but you know. Yeah, but we were like I was already outside. here at this point. Nothing happened. Craig so. as we're walking. I did bring, I wish I did bring the coffee. I'm sorry I didn't bring breakfast too. Well, so that's, we. we were waiting for your apology and now we finally have it. <laughs> Craig only just said, wishing I had stopped for donuts, I am hungry. That, that wasn't enough. That wasn't enough of a cue for I was, my co host, by the way. Just want to lay that. Later. I'm glad you read my exact test. <laughs> I was at the studio that two was and my a half minutes test. later. Yeah, so? Uh, where was I going? I mean, what is it? 16th Street and Bethany Home, right? Dunkin' Donuts, just saying. Yeah. I come from the other way. Okay. Unlike Luke, I don't get off at the exit where I can't turn for six, seven minutes. Yeah, I come from the north. So, uh, anyway, Coach Sheesh. Thanks for the donuts. Jack, yeah, no problem. Well, I mean, you, technically you're eating donut holes right now because it's nothing. <sighs> Obviously, Chica did, but do you personally think Soderstrom's a better prospect than Cider? I don't think one way or the other because I'm not a talent evaluator. Yeah, yeah I, I, I don't know. It'd be disingenuous. I have never seen either of them play one single game of hockey with my own two eyes in person, so it would be disingenuous of me to have a strong opinion about that. Jamie has said disingenuous and dearth in the same show. I did. Also, I hate the word dearth okay. I, because because it doesn't sound like it means what it means. Like It means the exact opposite. When I hear dearth of something, it's like, oh, you've got so many prospects in your system, and it literally means none. That's a cornucopia. Or slew, although that's got a negative connotation to it. But cornucopia, well, slew, slew. Yeah, yeah, I just think Marjan when you say slew. <laughs> cornucopia sounds like a lot of things. It does. I just think sewer fights when you say it. Sounds Marjan. like a lot of fun, too. It does. Cornucopia. It's just a cornucopia yeah. of happiness. Yeah. Uh, Uprising, 9-5-2. Okay. Which I'm guessing is the Phoenix Rising's record, since it's hashtag Uprising. <sighs> Either way, that's the name. I'll direct this question to Craig, then. Shot in the dark here. If you weren't in hockey, sports media, or media in general, what is something else you think you'd be doing? I like this question. Interesting. Uh, I think I would have been We should answer for each other, but go ahead. (laughs) I think I would have been a school teacher. Wow, I'm glad you're in media. Very glad you're in media now. Something I want to be doing or something I probably would have been doing? I'm, Give I'm us with, both. Yeah, I'm going with probably. Uh, probably yeah. would have been a financial analyst because that's where I was headed before. Really? Yes. Wow. Yes. What would you want to be doing? Like sailing uh, the high seas? I want to have a giant farm, no-kill shelter for dogs. That would oh, be wow. my ideal job. Wow. Look at that. Craig yeah. had like a wholesome answer. Go ahead yeah. and top that, guys. <laughs> I shouldn't have gone last. All right, Luke, what do you want? Jamie's going to just disenchant What narcotic would you be selling? Could you imagine you as a teacher? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know what I'd be doing. I was heading towards sports psychology, and now I just analyze Jamie on this show. That's what I was doing before. Yeah. Uh, media well, wh- found what is, me. Uh, what is my reading? Not good. <laughs> Prognosis negative. Is Darren Drager secretly Paul Marner? That's from Domsky. He might be. 
I know people in Toronto think that Drager's push, pushing the uh, the narrative to get Mitch Marner paid a lot. Mm. I don't think Darren Matt Drager Duchesne cares. Matt Duchesne is the top offseason priority. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was an odd one. Um, I have a lot of questions about the Subban trade. This one's from Mike. Was in hindsight, was the Seth Jones for Ryan Johansson trade worth it? Hmm. So there, there's two ways to look at this. It, in the, the full benefit of 2020 hindsight, no. But at the time, given what they were trying to do and what Ryan Johansson was as a player, and, and their just unbelievable lack of centers and for the a unbelievable team that was amount a of riches center, on their blue line, that. It wasn't a bad move to make. Seth Jones is a better player and has proven to be a better player than Ryan Johansson. Yes. But I can't fault the logic for why the move was made when you're trying to win a cup and you have zero centers and five great defensemen. Yep. Uh, let's see. Mike also threw in there a little bit later on. How cra- and this is not realistic, but they had these guys. What if they had kept PK with Yossi and Ellis and Ekholm and Seth Jones and Samuel Girard? Oof. That's a pretty good defense. Yeah, but they were gonna. Have, who was gonna be their number one center? No, David Legwand and Mike Fisher. Like, <laughs> I mean, th- that was their problem. Ah, David yeah. Legwand. Like that was, but it was that was their problem. That's Kyle what they Turris. were looking at. Yeah, that was even pre-Turris. But like, what that's pre-Turris. That, that, that what, should be the name what of the current show. Turris. What, what's post-Turris? The deal with Kyle Turris? Pre-post-Turris. Uh, Bobby Big Wheel, because he's tried to ask this question nine different ways in the Bobby last week. Bobby Big Wheel. I, I, I suspect this might be Oleg Tevardovsky writing into the show. Who is the biggest piece of man candy in Coyotes history? Tevardovsky, Gus Adams, or Ronick? Man candy? <laughs> well, he wrote in like two weeks it's ago. A, fine the man candy. Is that what I think he's saying? Because it's none of the above. Is that what you saw on the side, Luke, in your dream travel? It's none of the above. <laughs> No, absolutely not. That's also not going to be the name of the podcast. Um, I, I have no idea. I don't either. I'm sorry, Bobby Big Wheel, slash potentially. It says AKA Tom J, but I would say it's AKA Tevardovsky. No. I just read it because he's asked the question man like candy? nine times. Yes. None <laughs> also, of those. None of the above. See Craig's face. Was that the same was, like, was that like the man rocket thing from a few weeks back? Chiclets, yeah. 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 I, I, if I, it, based on <laughs> reaction from fans, none of the above. Okay. I would put guys like Antoine Vermette. Uh, Taylor Pyatt on that list. Yeah. So if, uh, if you were constructing the all like former Coyotes, like build the the fan base's perfect body, it's like Taylor Pyatt, Pyatt's eyes. We haven't even built Vermette's the all natty all star team yet. Vermette's abdominals <laughs> and voice. <laughs> I don't like where this is going. So I'm move forward. Anytime I have Why are you one so with this one look? specific rule <laughs> is when Jamie says Vermette's abdominals, I move on <laughs> to a new topic. Oh uh, wait. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> Whose yeah. eyes was the, the was it Bodker? Uh, could be Bodker, Bodker or Anthony Duclair. Okay, um, bo- let's go with Bodker. Yeah. I mean, th- then, I mean, in terms of if you're constructing the perfect body, it would be hard not to steal a few parts from Michael Grabner. <laughs> How about if, hair? Who had the best hair in Coyote's history? Best hair in Coyote's history. First of all, you got to call it flow. This is a hockey show. That's true. Maybe we should just ask. That could be our poll question. Yeah. If uh, Well, no, our question two weeks ago was supposed to be which coach has the best hair, so I feel like we're going to be too predictable at that point, although I never actually posted the question. If Hayton, uh, the name is H-A-R-7-1-N-3. That sounds like a Finnish hockey team. So, uh, If Hayton makes the team, would Devo be moved to wing? Devo grabs with Hayton in the middle. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not the coach. Uh, Gertrude Von Lichtenstein. I love this name, if that is your real name. I don't think these are anybody's real no. names. What are your favorite books? Well, Jamie doesn't read, so hey, on to Craig. favorite movies oh, on stole, my mailbag, Gertrude? My Come on. 
<laughs> it's not very creative, Gertrude. You, you did ask joke. for my favorite movies on the mailbag, so well, maybe this is for the rest of going us. into it. Okay. What's you your got... favorite book, Craig? I'm not going to answer that now. Oh wow, that's I've wow. already answered the movie time. question. I don't really have a favorite book. It's tough. I, I had to pick a favorite book. Bobby Orr's sure. book was good. Like I threw like it's 20 movies on, and it was a f- a really incomplete message um, answer to the question. Oh, there's so many movies that I've loved over the years, but. What's your favorite movie? Let's answer that one. That's a lot easier. I don't know what my favorite movie is. I can't pick one out of... Well, give me like three or four. <sighs> Wedding Crashers yeah, is good. For the longest time, it was American Beauty, but the Kevin Spacey thing makes it really hard. I never saw that look movie. At it. Love that movie. Departed's good. It's Godfather's good. good. Godfather, yeah. yeah. Somebody asked me about that this the morning. The first Hangover's I, good. Why yeah, it? yeah, it went downhill quick. The second and third hangover should not be good. on my list, but went downhill well, I'm real mixing quick. some comedy in too. I know you're yeah. more uh, no, dark I like and serious. Comedy, oh, okay, yeah. you understand Cl- Fight Club? Blade Runner is not a comedy, right, Craig? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Fight I like Club performances. I like eye popping performances from actors or actresses. That's that's a big part of. I mean, the movie still has to work, but so mostly Polly Shore's catalog. is Polly Shore, <laughs> the weasel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's the name of the show. Uh, <laughs> Silence of the Lambs. That was good acting. People are going to think the whole show is about Brad Marchand, but it isn't. Uh, yeah. Okay. Jamie, I, I, I have a whole list on my mailbag. People, yeah, can check I, out. I don't. There are like probably thirty more that could be on there. I don't You're like know. IMDb. I am. So I don't even know where to begin. What's the best horror movie? I don't really watch a lot of horror movies. No, that's too bad. Give me an example, and I'll, I'll throw one. Well, Alien. Aliens. Never seen Alien. Seriously? Yeah. No, I haven't seen it either. Jamie might be an alien, but he hasn't actually seen it. That's why I haven't seen it. I don't want to watch nonfiction. Uh, Mighty Ducks 3, that was kind of terrifying at one point. You guys are scaring me. But they were going to lose to the Eden Hall Academy. It was very expensive. The hotel? Like Western? Not a sponsor. (laughs) You don't like Westerns either. Uh... No, I'm trying to think of no, the Western I, I, I've seen. That, you're turning into me now with those bad jokes. Yeah, this is terrible. Okay, we should move on because uh, you know I have work to do today. Uh, this doesn't feel like it anymore. Kevin writes in. Yes, even longer episode. It's like he knows that we're three hours into the show as we're recording this. Um, are the Coyotes going to shed some salary? I know Jose's contract gets put on LTIR, but are they going to? Are they just going to go the year with seven plus million in cap space? They're still trying to add somebody. I would think they're still trying to add somebody in free agency, but I don't think it's going to be a big name. It can't be a big name. Well, I mean, they could move something out. No. There are always ways to get these deals done if you want to get them done, but I, no. I can't imagine they're going to dive into the free agent waters and go for one of the big fish because they're just too expensive. But I could see them you know, getting another sort of Michael Grabner type signing. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, because stuff usually happens right after we stop recording. Yes. Let's, uh, let's make the prediction right now. I, I'm Well, they can't sign free agents today, Luke. So I understand that. Okay. <laughs> you have to hear the whole, the whole question. I'm of the belief they're adding another winger at some point in the next couple mm, of weeks. Me too. Trade or free agency? I don't know. Depends on what's available. I'm going to say it's via trade. I could see that. And who's going guess, the other yeah. way? That's what's tough. That's what's tough. I, 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 caveat. If it is a bigger name, if it's a more splashier player, it's going to be via trade. I'll just say that. That's not even a prediction. That's just I the agree truth. With that. Yeah, free agency is going to be like you said, maybe like a Grabner type player where they bring in somebody that fits what they need and maybe get some twenty to twenty five ish goals, sort of in that Soderberg range. And kind hope, of. hope that they're you know the guys that had off years last year pick it up a little bit and the younger guys progress. Yeah. So all of that together. There are guys that had off years last year. Oh yeah, no no question. Derek Stepan didn't produce like he normally does. Clayton Keller didn't progress in a linear fashion. He's the post right now the nonlinear progression shirt. Christian Dvorak and Nick Schmaltz just didn't play. 
So yeah. you could get more from them. Yeah. Um, you hope you're going to get a little more from Alex Galchenyuk. Yeah. And Michael Grabner, let's face it. He, he was hurt, too. But I'm not expecting as much from Brad Richardson, at no. least in the scoring Agreed there. That he'll take a step back. And I'm not expecting Kemper to be a Vezina candidate. He doesn't. He doesn't. That whole goalie situation is going to be interesting. He also got an MVP vote. Did you see that? Fifth place. He got one fifth place MVP vote, and people flipped out on the internet because that's what people do on the internet. All right, Jamie's looking up books on the internet to figure out what they are. <laughs> um, I'm going to wrap it up because this is a four hour show. Okay, we good? Yeah. All right, for Jamie Eisner, for Craig Morgan, I'm Luke Lipinski. Thanks for listening to the Natural Hat Trick Podcast. Silence. <laughs> I did have. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking up goal scorers on Cap. The one thing you do, good. Right.